Yeah. Welcome back to Coworking It. Another movie review this week. Uh, this week, Woso had the distinct honor of watching Quentin Tarantino's ninth movie, <gasps> Once Upon a Time, in Hollywood. All right. Before we get into all the the scenes and and everything, give me your overall review. This one's hold on before I sorry before I, before you say anything, this one's important to me. This one's important this one to you. Important to me. Fuck yeah, out of here because you like it so much. If you don't like it, I don't know if I could ever. <laughs> Because it's officially <laughs> put Quentin Tarantino in your trash list. He is trash. <laughs> what the fuck is you talking about? He's in. He's in a trash list. But the thing is, I like this movie, and this is one of his best movies. So if I'm rating it from one to ten, he got nine movies. Don't. We're doing a top ten. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. 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 But you said rate it. But you liked it. But you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I like this movie. I got to watch it again to see where I want to put it. Where If I want to put it where I want, where I think it's supposed to be. But. Mm-hmm. I I think, so that was, that was the third time I've watched it. And it's, every time I've watched it, I like it more and more. I think I've, and every time I watch it, there's always something I catch more that I didn't the last time. Um. I just think it all starts with Leo and and Pitt. I think I'm I better think at movie watching than you, so I think I picked up on some shit earlier. So oh, here we go. <laughs> I think it all starts with Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Brad Pitt. I think they're incredible in this movie. That's a fact. They, um, they are. They just they have this persona of giant movie stars, and it just shoots off the screen. Like every time they're together, you you just want more. They're so casual, but you're like, oh, they're so good at acting. They're so good. And these characters were perfect for each other. Brad Pitt kind of got to be the the chill, you know, kind of not uh, not hippie, but just kind of the chill guy, but just laid back, but funny. And Don't Leo cry in front of the, the Mexicans. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down too. Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Oh my god. I knew you're gonna love that line. And I, I forget about it every time I watch it. That's that's one of the best scenes because Leo gets the realization. Are. Leo gets the realization that his career's kind of oh, coming oh, nigga, like trash. his peak is coming down and he and he's like, the way he lights a cigarette and he's just talking to him and and he just starts crying. <laughs> Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Put that these shades on. <laughs> Yo, yeah. it's, it's crazy because uh, when um, Oboe said, I'm like, oh, you already played a bad guy. Hey, yo, was one of those scenes from Inglorious Bastards? Or that just was them acting like he played a role in there? Like, he was a, like a night burnt the nope. fucking, the, the, with the blowtorch. Yeah. It was kind of a nice, it's a made-up movie. I'm pretty sure it's a made-up movie, but it's just kind of another connection to you know, another Tarantino movie. Mm. So, you know, because Brad Pitt was in Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. so they kind of let a chance for Leo to, what, what do you say, uh, have to taste some sauerkraut and <laughs> the flamethrower. 
<laughs> what was the line when he was pra- oh when he was practicing the flamethrower? Oh yeah, like, I, I practiced for like three weeks. We want to look like a badass, and he does it, and then he like puts his hand up, like he's like, "Hey, is there anything we can do about the heat?" And the guy goes, "Rick, it's a flamethrower." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yo, um, Leo killed this role. See, you know what's crazy? It's like it's, it's like the great debate. Which one of them better? I still think those, they're the top two, and I don't know which one of them are better. Right. Those are the top two, and then you put them in the same movie, and tell me which one was better in this movie, because I think it's a toss-up. Exactly. I think Leo's really underrated in this. Like, I know Brad Pitt did win the Oscar for best supporting actor deserved it but man leo again I, leo got my favorite scene how... leo got my favorite scene when he in the um when he in his trailer and he talking to himself yes and he's snapping oh, it's like so good. it's funny yep. it's fucking it's good it look, it look real like <laughs> yeah. yeah and and the way they uh have that one shot of him looking in the mirror which in turn he's looking at the camera but it's indirectly mm-hmm. that's so good but yeah, we always talk about how like you know Tom Hanks and, and certain actors don't usually play character actors; they just play movie stars. And sometimes that's harder to do. You just got to be a movie star and just be yourself, and yet still be a good actor and convincing. This was Leo's. Like he's he's literally playing a star in this movie, and he's still phenomenal. Everything he does, I mean, he's got little twerks. Like you know, he he stumbles over his words, uh-huh. and he. Alcoholic. Like he actually does have a lot of depth in there. That's mm-hmm. great. I think both characters and, and, and a lot of the side characters too. Like oh, Margot so, Robbie so is fire in there. Um as Tate. I, I think um I think that's the best Al Pacino performance in like the last thirty years. And he's only in it for five minutes. I think he's really damn good at that. Because it, it's just a controlled basically Tarantino who's Where really is known Al for Pacino like, in that movie. Oh my god. Okay. We're gonna let's start this because I have a whole list of people that are in this movie and you're gonna go, huh? So Al Pacino is the was the guy that that, that talked to him that told him that he's trash? Yeah. That basically that's said, Al Pacino? You know, that's Al Pacino. Nah. See when you when you say Al Pacino, I'm starting to think like which character was Al Pacino? That was him? Huh. He's the one that tried to convince him to go over to do the Italy movies and be the star. Oh, he got a third movie he had a good role in. Fucking finally. <laughs> fucking fucking <laughs> bum. But he's, he's only in it for five minutes and he's really good. Oh, right, that's so him. Who, oh, that was, that was a good job. Oh, there's another one. Um, Tex, the guy that's on the horse that ends up in the end. The guy that says, you know, I'm the devil. Tex. Yeah. yeah. You know who that is? Nah, he's not. Nah, he looked familiar. Who is he that? Familiar. Who is that? He's the guy that played Elvis in the Elvis movie. Oh. Nope. <laughs> I mean, he was young. He was a little. I mean, it's like five, you know, four years before that. But no, Man, see, fuck out of here. <laughs> again, this is one of those things where you. I'm saving the best for last though, because you're gonna you're gonna shit yourself. But it's one of those. You know, what do you do when the credits are going? At the beginning of the movie, do you look at the names that are coming up? You or do you just kind of you're looking at the scenery, look at your phone? I look at the I look at unless this like black screen. Mm-hmm. I'm not really looking at the the fucking names. The names. 
I'm looking at the um I'm looking at the scenery because most movies when they bring the title in they they got some fucking background like the leaves or mountains and, mm-hmm. and I look past the words and look at the scene. I say you can do both. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Remember uh, Squeaky when they were at the ranch and Brad Pitt is like, "I'm coming in there no matter what." The girl that was in the in the screen door. Squeaky. And the, um, the, the old man Squeaky. You know who that is? Ain't that's um is that um Nah, that's not her. It's I was Dakota that's Fanning. Oh boy. I'm about to say I hold on. No, no, Dakota Fanning. Oh no, Dakota yeah, Fanning. the bitch from um that's the bitch. <laughs> from um uh fuck oh. he played in. Man on fire. Oh, she the yeah, wife. I knew you're... she the wife in Man on Fire, right? No, she's the daughter. She's the the girl from Man on Fire. The Dakota Fanning is she the is she the daughter of um? No, cause what's the kind of daughter playing this movie? Um, what's his name? The dude that played Hannibal. Anthony Hopkins. No, I probably got the wrong movie. Dakota Fanning. Where the movie she played in? Dakota Fanning. Did she play a crackhead in the movie? Fire. Man on Fire. That's it. She's the little... Well, I mean... What movie she played in as a grown-up? Oh, God. I don't know. Because uh... that name is familiar. And not no Man on Fire familiar. Huh? I'm just saying. It's like I haven't seen her. I haven't, I don't, I haven't watched her much. And Man on Fire was, what, 2004? You brought a man on fire, man. She's a little girl. You crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else? All right. What, how about the Bruce Lee scene? This is one of. Oh, you talk about when he fucking. <laughs> and Brad Pitt. It was a stunt man. For anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, Lee, Bruce Lee's kind of talking some shit. <clears throat> and Brad Pitt is like, I'll kick your ass. All that. All that kung fu. Ain't got nothing on what I got. Yeah, they, they fight. He and kicked he the shit out of him at the beginning. No, before they before he threw him, he kicked the shit out of him. Kicked him, kicked him straight down. He said, "Try that again." And he grabbed him midair and threw him into a car. <laughs> threw him into an old girl car. She was hot. Was and so then we got him fire, right? Yep, that yep. got him fire. He got warned. He got warned to. Uh huh. Because the. The wife of the director was convinced he killed his wife on the boat. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. I don't know other movies here. Oh, Twilight. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I stopped after. Now, I've seen all the Twilights except the last one, which is amazing and depressing. You're bugging the best. Yeah, Twilight. Twilight is underwhelming, but that's not a story. I this should never be a love story about vampires. That's the dumbest ideal in the world, but it made money, so go ahead, do your thing. Alright, so my favorite scene in this movie, now it's an extended scene, but it it does involve Leo in the trailer, but how they filmed his episode as the heavy mm. I thought was incredible. So basically it's what it would look like if it were made now. 
And really, for the first five minutes, there's no cuts or anything. They're just showing up the whole, how the episode goes. And then all of a sudden, Leo forgets a line, right? And he goes, line. <laughs> and, 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 and then the car- and then he kind of gets out of character, you know, cough, you know, trying to get back. And then he forgets another line. And then the cameraman, like, moves back. You can hear, like, go back to position A and shit. And I just thought that's really a cool way. It's they didn't just go black and white and what it would look like in the fifties. No, it's like, all right, this is what it would look like, but they're, they're actually filming it. Yeah. I think that was really, really cool idea of Tarantino to do. The little girl did a good job too. Acting. Yes. I love Trudy, Trudy, Trudy. That was her character name. She was was so good. Like them two just sitting on the chairs Mm -hmm. kind of talking back and forth. That can that could be a boring scene where you're like you just skip ahead, but no, she's really good yep. and keeps your attention mm-hmm. talking to him. Um, and then she has like the line of the movie. Like after their scene, you know, he throws her down and everything, and then they yell cut, and she comes up and whispers in her mm-hmm. ear. His that was the best act I've ever seen in my whole life. And his Leo's genuine reaction. Like that's what I'm telling, like he could have won an Oscar for this because the tear, like the tears, start welling up, and he's just like Rick fucking Dalton. <laughs> so good, it's just it's like he got his swagger back. It's like yeah, bro, yep. I'm back in yeah. this bitch. Like come it. on, <laughs> a little girl he had never met, and like that was he needed it. He needed that as an actor because he had just heard the news that he was basically getting shipped out of Hollywood. Yeah, that um. What I was gonna say about um about it's about him like see that's the thing like he they both but he was the lead wasn't he Leo yep yep yeah because he was nominated for best actor yep that's that's why it's because yep. supporting actor he's a, yeah he's West a, was a better supporting a, actor you know what I mean like mm-hmm. so. they were perfect they're just I mean he's the stunt devil right like he's not meant to be the main guy but they each get their perfect amount of time on camera and they just kill every scene um so we did death proof i think that's when i first brought it up and we got to bring the toes? It back the feet the toes i told you dude right I, I said i'm like i said they're the last movie you watch i'm like that's when you're gonna realize tarantino has a foot fetish they're everywhere in this in the car the toes up uh, mm-hmm. along Hanging out the window, yep. Yep, hanging out the window. And then when she's at her own movie, Sharon Tate, Mm -hmm. watching her own movie, feet up in the air. That was a cool (laughs) scene, too. That Yeah, it's like it's a heartwarming scene. Was that her, um, Margot Robbie, or was that the real Tate in that scene? Like, because that don't look like Margot Robbie. Good question. That was Sharon Tate. So that's... Oh, that's that's, a real real movie. That's her real movie. That's her real scene. Yep. Mm. Which is kind of cool. It's kind of a shout out to that. I like that whole. I like that scene too when she go in there to um. When, when, she's like, how about if I'm in the movie? <laughs> she's, like, it's, she's like it's seventy five cent. She's like yeah. She don't have the money. I don't right. got the money. <laughs> like, yep. How about if I'm, like, in, I'm the in the movie? And they didn't believe her because she's not. She's not a star yet. She's like yeah. the fifth. You know, you got the Dean Martin up top, and then mm-hmm. you got a couple names at the bottom. And she's one of them, but she's clearly young and new. So they're even, remember, she's like, can, can we get a picture? And then 
can you go next to the movie poster so people know who you are? <laughs> and she takes it all in stride, though. She didn't get mad. She's like, sure, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was a cool scene. Is it a story of, like, like old Hollywood meeting new Hollywood? Because it's, like, a couple new actors, and then it's, he's the old guy, but she's the up-and-coming yeah, I think, star. I think it kind of represents kind of, like, a shift in Hollywood around that time, going from the 60s westerns to the 70s. Cop violent, shows like and, violent, like violent shows. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you can, and that's why you know he, Rick Dalton, Leo's character has always done westerns, but you can tell it's starting to get away. But he had to go to Europe to do kind of the action mm-hmm. kind of stuff and to keep his career going. I, and we talk about like it looking like 1960s Hollywood. Like I don't know how they pull that off. Like all the signs, the streets, the cars. Like, I mean, it just takes so much for one shot to look like that time period. And it's, it impresses me every time. You know what else is in all his um, movies? Well, I can't say all of them because it's only the, the, the I just recently watched these movies. Rad mm-hmm. Apple Cigarettes. Because, like, I watched Kill Bill when she was walking across and it was like on the advertising. Hateful mm-hmm. Eight, Kurt Russell was smoking them bitches. And um, no and in this movie, they got he at the end the 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 post credit scene. Like I ain't like that either. Like why do you got post credit scenes in your movies, my nigga? You you biting off the times. But anyway, he had the post credit scene for uh the Red Apple cigarettes. I was like, oh, this that's his thing that he put in all movies. I wonder if they're in the other movies. I'm not sure if they. Are or not, but the three that you just make, like the three that I recently just watched, those red apple cigarettes, like that's his brand or some shit. Must be good catch. Mm-hmm. You know, all directors have that little thing that they're just like throwing in each movie, and even if it's the littlest thing, like you said, you caught it. So one, uh, one thing that happened, the the man that played George Spawn, the old man, it's really depressing because Bruce Dern. I don't know. He's not a guy. He was in the hateful eight. He played the the racist colonel. Mm. That was the same guy. If you didn't notice that, but that was originally supposed to be Burt Reynolds, and mm. and he had him written for it. And he was gonna shoot. I think he was within a couple of weeks of shooting, and then Burt Reynolds died. Wow. I that sucks. Uh, when I read that, wow. I'm like, Burt Reynolds hasn't been in a movie in decades, and. The fact that he agreed to do Tarantino like a, a one scene thing, I think that would have been an awesome final shot for him. So that was kind of a depressing little uh, fact. That's crazy. So there's uh, one more actor I wonder if you caught. It's uh, Sharon Tate's former fiance. So you know how they, they, they're going over the story about how Sharon Tate either was engaged or married to this one guy. And then met Roman Plansky, left him to marry Roman Plansky, but then they still stayed close. Uh huh. Right. I know you talking about. Yeah, he's the cuckold, right? (laughs) Anyway, that's not that's not why I brought it up. But did you recognize him? Because I think you've seen him in a couple movies. He's familiar. I don't know who his name is. uh, Emily Hirsch. I think I think that's how you pronounce it. He was the main guy in A Girl Next Door. The one that 
So that is him. That is him. That's yeah. him. That's him. I didn't another know. movie. Yeah, another movie I haven't seen, or another actor you haven't seen in in a while. A lot, really? Like, like, yeah, showed up like that. Yeah, I don't. Man, you said like it was gonna be a big fucking star. Nobody know that dude. His name is Emily. I don't know no, no. man named Emily. <laughs> I, it's it's. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it though, but that's how you spell it. Emily. But then the girl. When I, when I, when I, I wrote that down. I wrote that down. My girl next door, and then I'm like, Burns seen that. Sorry, Woso seen that. And do you remember his little trio, the tripod? Remember the tripod of friends? So you got that the, Emily Hurst guy, and you, you got the you got the really weirdo one, and you got the, kind of the funny one. Mm-hmm. The weirdo one. Do you know who that is? That's the same guy that played the Riddler in the Batman movie. Paul Dano. That is. Him. I love. I love that random. I love random shit. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's when you go from young to old. See, it's because you know Chuck. all the actors. I don't know them. <clears throat> I just like yeah. really know characters. When I see the name, I'm like, oh, I know. Oh, here's a. You talk about uh, Inglorious Bastards. Um, they were showing all the movies that he did over in Europe, and they're talking about the direct. They, 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 I mean, they're all made up movies. They're all made up names. But he said the final movie was made by an Italian director named Antonio uh, Margariti. Did that name pop pop up in your head? Mm-hmm. Antonio Margariti. Do you remember? In Glorious Bastards, when they had to pretend to be Italian, Brad Pitt and the two other guys uh-huh. in the German High Council. Uh-huh. Do you remember one of his names? Antonio Margariti. Yo, <laughs> so was that was that he put that in there? Like, is it the the movie's connected, or he just used it just just to use it? It's just a it's just a funny connection. Like he just they had to pretend to be Italian, so he's like, hey, I got to make up an Italian director name. Why not do one of the Italians from Inglorious Bastards? Dominic yeah. DeCoco. Antonio Margariti. <laughs> say, it with, say it again. So what is it? Margariti. I like the fact that they, um, <clears throat> the other fact I like that they, um, like Charles Manson, they, you saw him in a movie, like just one time. Mm-hmm. It was only in there yep. once. Just went, and you wouldn't know it unless you know what he looked like. Mm-hmm. And because he didn't have the the Nazi symbol yet nope. on his forehead, mm-hmm. but man, the, the actor looked just like him. It was creepy. And when he found out where they lived at, mm-hmm. like he found out where all the rich, the, the, where the rich people where she lived at and shit. Yeah, that's a good shot because they got the back of the Emily Hurst character, and Sharon Tate comes to the door, and then you just see him kind of peek out to the side, like, "Oh, I know, I know her." Uh huh. You know? Man, all right, so. Let's get let's get to the end of the movie. This I is, like the twist. This is, this is the hot topic. All right, I, all right. So much for <laughs> saving it. My fault. We're gonna start with Leo's disdain for hippies throughout the entire movie. Word. <laughs> it was fucking Word. funny. When he hears when he hears the car humming at midnight. <laughs> I, I initially wrote down the quote he did, but <laughs> goddamn fucking hippies. <laughs> Bruh, you saw when he when he went to the when he went to old boy ranch the first time when they was try, try they was said he was asleep with just playing that little creepy ass mu- music to make it seem like they was like being like they was lying mm-hmm. about it like he was if something happened to him and fucking mm-hmm. um he beat old boy up and made him fix his car. 
because he's because he slashed his tire. <laughs> he's like laugh at him. He just goes up, punches him three times, throws him to the car. So did you like that scene? So that's my that's my only contention. I think that scene was so suspenseful and tension filled because as, as he's walking up to the house and as he's walking up to his old buddy George, like like there's it's really good tension. You got all the people like staring at him and it's creepy. Mm-hmm. And then he he knocks on the door and it's just him. Like it was I thought the I, I thought the ending didn't justify because, all that lead up. I don't know. I was kinda I, disappointed by it. I wasn't because it's was like a little twist because like with the music playing, like you you felt like he was about to be trapped in the house and they was gonna do something and old boy was dead or something. And when you get in there, he's alive. He's really just taking a nap, like they said. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know. And it sets up for the end of the, the movie. It does. When... I, I'm not saying I'm glad that it, because of what comes later. Because with, with, if, if he is dead, then he suspects something. He calls the cops. It all doesn't lead to the ending, which that's what we need to talk about. Quentin Tarantino's uh, other fetish right now, and that is changing history or alternate history. I kind of like, I, I think his three best movies are based off real life. Well, to me, it was like, mm-hmm. what? And Glorious Bastards, where that's World War Two, And mm-hmm. then you got um, Django, that's like some slave shit. And mm-hmm. you got um, Once Upon a Manson Time in Hollywood, Murders. The Manson Murders. Yep. And so everybody, everybody loved changing history in Inglorious Bastards because you're killing Hitler, you're destroying the Third Reich, and you're ending World War Two. Like, it was so shocking because yeah. no one saw it coming. You're waiting, you know, they, they plot and you're just waiting for something to fall apart because obviously Hitler survives all the assassination attempts until he takes his life. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's dead and they're shooting up the the theater and you're just like cheering because it's like it's Nazis dying. Fuck them. I didn't expect him to do that again with this. So like I, everyone knows about the Sharon Tate the Manson had three people. Why not? Kill her. He did it on Django. He made the slave like the 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 well, I mean, like the. That wasn't, a, but that wasn't a true. Those are made up characters, though. So you you can get away with it. It's not like you're talking about. Sharon Tate was killed when she was pregnant, and the people in her house. Like so, yeah. when you're showing Sharon yeah. Tate, you have this dark sense of oh god, you know what's going to happen at the end, and it kind of sucks. So. When it doesn't, I'm with you. I like it. I think it's awesome. I, because at the very end of the movie, they show it. It, it. it feels like a fantasy. Like they, they show Leo meeting Sharon Tate and maybe eventually he'll get in a movie with, uh, with Roman Polanski. Mm-hmm. And then it, it tilts up and it goes, once upon a time in Hollywood. Like it literally it's is like, like the title of the movie, is, it's a fairy tale. So why not have a happy ending? No, I'm I, I but you you really thought he was going to kill her in the movie? I I never thought he was going to do that. Because I I because I didn't think he would of his other yeah, movies. I get, yeah, I know. I just kind of get sucked into well, this is going to happen. And I'm not as I'm watching that, I'm not thinking about Inglorious Bastards and the the change up. Mm. Like, you know, this is this is real history. I was interested of in what what he was going to do. And you I was said that was controversial. It, 
yeah, some people didn't like it. And I wow, you know, they cheer for Hillary to die, but they won't cheer for the the pregnant woman to fucking live. That's crazy. <laughs> America. <laughs> I mean, her family had no problem with it, so if they didn't have a problem, I don't know why everyone else did. Bro, she was living in the end of the fucking movie. Duh. Like, <laughs> I don't right, let, let, uh, So, I mean, Tarantino's known for his violence. And really, the first two hours and 20 minutes, not much violence. Mm-mm. And then he decides to go ham in five minutes. <laughs> the dog, the dog chewing his arm up. What's and the dog eventually name? Getting Betty, his... Betty, what's the dog name? Um, damn. That dog is awesome. That dog, if we're, if we're doing a ranking of dogs, that's a top dog in a movie. Like he was no, it's not funny. Like <laughs> well trained, he was funny. Like if you would whimper, he'd be like, "Hey, hey, I ain't dealing with that shit." He obviously loves him. <laughs> Brad Pitt with that dog was so good. It, this is funny. Like I bring up my dog, and my dog just comes up. Oh, that's funny. Get, <laughs> yeah. I, that, she, she's getting funny. jealous. I'm talking about another dog. <laughs> you know, you bug it. That dog don't got shit on Beethoven. Or fucking oh. air butt. Fuck out of here, my dude. <laughs> that dog is ripping his nuts off. <laughs> and then when the girl starts to attack her with the, uh, or Brad Pitt with the knife, and he's got the the thing of food in his yeah. hand, and he just whips it at her face. <laughs> First time I saw that, I laughed out loud. I didn't know what was oh going on for two minutes. God, I still laughed. Oh and he just God. went ultra violent. I mean, he he curb he curb stomped Tex in the face, killed him, grabs the other one that he threw the can at, and just starts bashing her head against the wall, po- uh, glass, and then the fireplace just constantly over and over again until he looks at her like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> and then this whole time, Leo's in the pool with the headphones on. She goes charging through the... Uh, the, the back door, <laughs> he'll grabs the flamethrower and cooks her ass. <laughs> Bruh. That was just an awesome five minutes. You it's like Tarantino's think... like kept under wraps. He's like, I'm, I'm trying to be a mature filmmaker. I, I want to keep everything tight. But these last but he set five minutes, I'm gonna... he yep. set Brad. Yep. He set Brad Pitt up for that, like that extra tough, like guy, like like damn near superhero type shit like the stunt devil as the superhero because of how he used to whoop like i like threw bruce lee into the car threw the den in the car like yes all throughout the movie when so you it's beat real. Up old boy it looks it's like realistic so... he he had the shirtless scene he's still in great shape and mm-hmm. he like climbing the walls and shit like no problem so he's still like you know he's aging he still can kick the shit out of somebody yeah oh man, that was such a great ending I fuck with it. I, I still don't think he should have had a fucking um post credit scene, but start selling cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but I like this movie. It's in my top three great of his movie. movies. I like. I fully enjoy watching that movie. Like everything about, like just everything. Like you talk about the you love you love acting. I think it's probably one of his best written movies. And we talk about Tarantino, like you said, you like the chapters verse, you know, the, the mm-hmm. stuff he does with chapters. This one had no chapters. This was nope. really a beginning to end story. They went back and forth with only two stories. It was Brad and Leo really 
together. And Margot. And, Mar- and Margot Robbie. Yeah. And that I think it kind of worked for that. He didn't have to do his, you know, weird tricks, you know, screenplay wise. Just tell a good story. He didn't do chapters couple... in Django either. No, he didn't. That was pretty much a beginning to end story, too. Yep. Uh, it's just entertaining movie. Our our two favorite actors. And one of my favorite directors. You don't like him, but <clears throat> I think he pulled it off with this one. Man, that dude is trash. He got four movies. Uh, he got four movies. I'll give it to you. Later. Let's just stay positive. Stay positive. You like this movie. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to run with it. Finally. 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 Out of three movies. <laughs> Out of three Finally, movies out of you three give movies. me out of from this bum, you give me one. You watched all you watched all his great ones. You watched all his great ones. Yeah, the other two. But the, yeah. This one was just. I was scared for you to watch this because I'm like, I can see why you wouldn't like it, but I'm like, I, I, I think there's enough there. But you know what? As I watched it last night, I'm like, he's gonna like this because I know what you do like, and you, Brad Pitt and Leo is good enough. But I just think that story keeps you intrigued and the way it's shot. You want to know? You want to keep going? And fucking, I don't think it's a movie that Brad Pitt is in that I don't like. I gotta, I gotta go through his his catalog. I like Brad Pitt. If he's in a movie, it's fired to me. I, I that's why I put him above Leo. It's 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 Leo. It's him then Leo. In my book. Yeah, I think I think Leo's got him on peak stuff, but Brad Pitt's got more, just more movies, more enjoyable movies. Better movies. What you talking about? <laughs> but Lee, but Lee, nah, they both got great actors. Them and, and and my boy Rob De Niro is number three. So I have <laughs> Rob. What are you? Are you his friend? <laughs> his friends call him Rob. <laughs> I'm a super fan. <laughs> All right, we need to end it there. I'm, I was looking for the joke. You set me up. Thank you. I'm like, good God, we gotta end this.